Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Episode 70. Fired up for a sweet Super Bowl. Niners, Chiefs. Is Brady going to the Raiders? I don't know. He should. And AB got arrested. I know what you're thinking. I should have bet on it. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Hope you're fired up. We are, too. Uh, a couple of wicked championship games this weekend, both the AFC, uh, not quite the NFC game, but uh, yeah, Chief Snyders, episode 70, that's 70 hours of Hugh, Weird Michael, VOG and the Huckster, uh, Huck Media, biggest, baddest entertainment corporation in all of sports. We got Leslie upstairs doing stats and shampoo in her hair, and uh, for everyone back home, thanks a lot for listening, wherever you're listening, ni hao, previet, hola, bonjour, and ciao. Ciao. Vonnegum. All that shit and more, because uh, the Super Bowl is the most watched thing in the world. This is some worldwide shit going down in Miami. It's actually in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, yeah, man, Chiefs fans are pumped. 50-year drought. 50 fucking years. That's a long time for a proud franchise. They had Joe Montana. No Super Bowl appearance in 50 years. The last time they were in the Super Bowl, Weird Mike, and I know you'll like this because you like weird old disco music. You play it all the time. Because they're a New York City boy. Yep. This is what uh, we deal with in the studio on a daily basis. Uh, the, the number one song in the world, the last time the Kansas City fucking Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, it was Raindrops Are Falling on My Head. Who's that by? Inkelbert Humperdinck? Yeah. Uh, is that did you just make that up or is that a real thing? No, my boy Inkelbert. That's a thing? Inkelbert Humperdinck. I, it's too specific. Won some Grammys. That's too specific. Raindrops keep falling on my head. You would know that. Uh, I'll tell you who would love that. Coach Ed Ponikvar, faithful listener, probably uh a couple of Burlington basements in the late seventies. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. Imagine. Uh, anyway, just imagine living in a world where, like, that's the number one song. I mean, I guess we do live in a world with Maroon 5, so we're... 50 years later, we're barely better when it comes to pop music. You know, every year that uh, people hype up that Super Bowl's the most watched show in the world or event, Yeah. Uh, Weird Mike's Mama, shout out Sylvie, always reminds me that nobody was watching more than the finale of MASH. Oh, that, that's, the, that's the number that's one the show benchmark. ever? Yeah. Oh, I was there, Michael. Who cares about these Chiefs and Niners, she'll say. Yeah, yeah. You set your watch to that MASH finale. <laughs> it's a great way to age yourself in any conversation. As soon as you bring up MASH, people look at you like there's a cockroach on your shoulder. <laughs> it's like, all right. Never seen an episode. Yeah. we Back in the day, probably you- maybe some reruns on TBS, like by accident. Can't find the remote. Yeah. There's people hurt in Vietnam. The whole fucking show seemed to take place in the tent. You know? <laughs> I gotta watch war movies to watch the injured guys think about stuff. I don't know. Maybe I missed I You know what? Just proves I never fucking watched it. Uh, a lot of stuff to watch this weekend, by the way. The Pro Bowl's on. And both me and Weird Mike have a pick for you. It's a shared pick. He thinks this is the first time it's ever happened. It's not. You have a weird lack of memory with stuff like this. We've agreed on picks before, but it's never been the unanimous pick. Well, there's only one pick. There's only one game. Uh, Unless we get into college basketball two months early. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I'm about some uh, Big East action. Xavier Butler. Yeah. Who do you like to win the whole thing? Seton Hall? Uh, Yeah, Seton Hall. There you go. Uh, Showed me some big tings at the Garden. Yes. Fighting against that Red Storm. 
Anyway, so uh, we're going to give you a Pro Bowl pick. And first and foremost, the Kansas City fucking Chiefs. Rolling, looking great. And they did it for their coach, who they call Big Red. Uh, love that. When you have a... Again, we talked about this on the show before. It just seems like a lovable guy. Everyone seems to love him. And all the things you've read about football in the past, all the old coaches, old players, everyone, they love him. And football coaches aren't all like that. And that's okay, too. You know, it's football. It's not... Uh, a grade 10 girl's birthday party. Like, everyone doesn't need to be nice to one another. It's fucking professional football. People are getting paid millions and millions of dollars to, uh, to throw themselves at each other. So, so you think the uh, Andy Reid uh, love fest is good for a caller, too? I think it's good. I think it's conspiracy-filled NFL? I think it's good for everything. I also think it's really good for the Chiefs uh, to have a sort of win one for the Gipper attitude. I know it's a cliche, but... They're not necessarily totally – these guys are looking at it around like, yo, you know, we should be able to do this, and we should be able to do this with this core team for a long time. But Andy's been doing this for 20 years. Andy's been in the NFL coaching since we were embryos. You know, like, uh, let's get him one. And that, that, that altruism is a powerful thing in sports. Uh, and I think, I think the Niners are a little more happy to, to be there because – if you had told them at the start of the year, we'll, we'll get to the Super Bowl and lose, they'd be like, fuck yeah. We were the number two pick last year. We were shit. Jimmy G had started like five and a half games. We didn't know anything. We thought we might be good. You're lucky that you were so quick to continue that thought because I was going to go down a negative road on that embryo. Good. <laughs> good. Good. Speaking of embryos uh, and non-football news, did you hear about this fucking... Huck, I know you heard about this. Okay? You like pimp daddy animals. Uh, <laughs> there's a turtle. Did you hear about the pimp daddy turtle? I have. Dude, the guy, when he showed up from the San Diego Zoo in the Galapagos Islands, there was like 36 known species, both babies and adults, of his type of turtle. Now, a couple years later, there's like 2,400 turtles of his type. Wow. And they accredit, they've tracked them. And they're not hard to fucking track. Okay, they move like you when you're on vacation with a joint in your hand walking down the streets of Calgary. All right? So I'm rubbing two sticks together in an Etobicoke basement, and this guy's dropping loads and plants. Dro yeah. And fucking getting pregnant. Hey, he's, he's, he's saving his species. You, hey, dudes at home, you guys think you fuck a lot? Okay? This turtle, and there's a picture of him, okay, just with this look on his face, like, yeah, I just fucking saved my species by fucking everybody. So... If you think you're a big Farvin deal, uh, you ain't no Galapagos Island turtle. So there will be less viewers of uh, this uh, horny turtle at the San Diego Zoo because uh, Big Phil and his entire family. His name's Diego. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. I'm not even make that up. His name's Diego. Yeah, he's tired. He even looks kind of spent. For sure, so, man. Uh, props to you, folks. Hey, you know, uh, spread your seat. Uh, do as Diego does, you know? So, you know, you, you're talking about Brady and all that stuff about where he's going. Oh, I'm curious to see where Phillip's going to land. I just told you he moved his family out of San Diego. Yes, he did. Moved back to, moved to uh, Florida. A lot of memes going around. Population down 6% in the greater <laughs> San Diego area. Because yeah. uh, he's got nine kids. Local Mission Beach taco truck out of business. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, uh, I think that He's going to wind up doing like a Tannehill thing. He's not going to start right away. He's going to go somewhere 
uh, as a 1-1-A, win the job, don't win the job. He doesn't want to go to a shit team, right? Like, why would he want to go yeah. toil with a bottom feeder I don't think with he'll be one, doing two that. seasons left? I don't think he'll be fucking doing that by choice, though. I think he'll just, that'll be like a lack of options, maybe. I mean, you think to yourself, okay, like, there's got to be a team out there that would take Phillip Rivers. But well, who's that team right now? You know, there's just, who is that? I can't think of somebody. Maybe the Dolphins. No, 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 no. There's an opening in the AFC East if Tom leaves. You got, the Bills aren't assumed champs. You got a, right? you can't you got a poor them. man's Phillip Rivers already. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're going to just, you know, you, you, you're, you're drafting fifth this year. You're who's, taking who's a quarterback. Been? The owner has made it known he wants Joe Burrow. I like that helps, by the way. Yeah, he just said, yeah, he just said that. Thanks, um, Huck. Yeah, Huck Love Daddy. It. Speaking of Huck Daddy, in our final, uh, the Titans we remember. Remember the Titans segment. So this will be the final. Yeah, this is us, this is us remembering the Titans. <laughs> Officially, finally. Cue the music. Huck, do you have a last thought on the Titans season? Uh, no, but I'd say it's a success. Like, if you told me, like, midway through the season, week eight, if the Titans were going to be in the conference championship, I would not have believed you. So, I don't know. You can't really complain at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Uh, yeah. It's they like, had it, bro. It's like, a, you know... For a minute. It's like a guy who looks a bit like a, a muddy pylon going to a semi-prom, and somehow he ends up with, like, the, the prom queen, takes her home, and, uh, you know, just can't get it up or something. And as he's all disappointed to his buddies, like, holy... What do you... Worst night ever, you know. I take home Kimberly, and and you know I was nervous or something. I had another extra glass, a bottle of wine. I don't know. And his buddy looks at him, and he's like, "Dude, if I told you at the fucking start of the day when you were putting on your dad's suit and, and trying to figure out how to fucking tie a tie that you would take home fucking Kimberly and get to at least you know trying to steal third in between second and you trip on your own shoes, yeah, you'd like fucking that. take it. All right." Sorry, Brian. Not this time. You know, Tennessee's Brian. Yeah, you told you tell me in the middle of the fucking season. Hey, you're gonna trip on your own two feet in the second quarter uh, against the Chiefs in the AFC title game after beating the Ravens and the Patriots. Yeah, they take that, and Vrabel gets to keep his dick. <laughs> yeah, Vrabel keeps his dick, which is probably good for the franchise. Good for everybody, I think. Uh, the touchdown run. Man. I think any sort of scenario and any news story that involves somebody cutting off a dick really is just bad for everybody. I remember when I was a kid hearing the John Wayne Bobbitt story of this was a dude, if you're not familiar, his wife cut off his dick. And I remember reading about it in the newspaper when I was like eight, and it really fucking, it really haunted me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Uh, Did you purchase the VHS? No, but I stayed away from knives for like ever. I still use, like, just a fork to cut a lot of stuff. His porno was called Uncut. Oh, God. Yeah, he, he had a fucking porno. He did. It was called There's some uncut. mid-show news that doesn't matter on episode 70. Let me tell you, that Humberview Husky Friday night dressing room got weird. A couple seasons passing around some adult VHS. <laughs> you know, make sure you rewind it before you give it back to me. Anyway, while we're remembering the Titans, uh, speaking of which, look, there's once a year, Mike, uh, who Mike... Uh, by the way, Weird Michael was red hot with, uh, with gambling, picking, everything. For three for, weeks. For about three and a half weeks there. It was unprecedented. Uh, red hot. And then just kind of 
He almost predicted his own demise and said, you know, is this the week I cool off? He's a very dramatic individual, as some of you fucking know. And then as I'm begging with him, just like I've only, I rarely do this. Last year, the Chargers were heading into New England, and he was all up on him, all up on him like, like he had snuck a Mickey into an all-ages club back in the day, and he's feeling on the dance floor. It's like, hey, Mike, you're, you're holding the Mickey out. Hashtag NRG. Stop doing hashtags. Anyway, and I begged him, I mean, don't put money down on the Chargers because this is New England's game. And they ran it down their throat. And then right as we were hanging out all morning before the AFC Championship game, I said, Mike, this is really the Chiefs game, man. I, I'm, I'm giving you the serious look. And you, gave me, you said to me, it's already done. Because you knew we were going to have that talk. And you didn't want it to, it to have any effect on you. And he threw down to the Titans and cooled off a little bit. Uh, ten nothing with the ball at Arrowhead. Uh, sorry, seventeen seven with the ball at Arrowhead. Yeah, man, was their chance to continue playing Tennessee ball? We all knew KFC was or KFC. <laughs> <laughs> we all knew KC was going to catch up. Yeah, yeah. And the, 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 the live money line was like minus one sixty for the Chiefs to win. Vegas never thought they were losing. So the touchdown round, the touchdown run, crazy impressive. Yes, uh, it actually was half a yard short of the long rush, which oh, yeah. was Real pain another... In the ass. 27 yards oh, instead of 27 damn. and a half. And it was like, it was just an avalanche. Like somebody had echoed at the bottom of the ski hill. That's correct. And the <laughs> snow was just starting to rustle up top. And by the time that Packer game didn't cover, Weird Mike was buried in a cold pile of somebody else's cash. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of chips on his chest, too. Uh, either way, whatever. Still a great month so far. And, uh, yeah, speaking of the Packers game, uh, the guy, Jimmy G, what did he throw? Eight passes. He threw eight. I'm not saying this is a bad thing or a no, good it's, thing. Um, Just a, it's, it's an interesting statistic when you scored 34 points in the NFC Championship game and you threw the ball eight times. Uh, wow. <laughs> That's... That's, I, what does that tell you? You know, and I've been asking myself this all week. I, I watched some video. If, uh, Brian Boldinger from the NFL Network is one of the best guys who breaks down tape and makes stupid guys like me a bit smarter watching them. Hashtag, oh, shit. I just did uh, it. But, but I'm just trying to big sell. Big smile from the Huckster, folks. I'm just trying to sell the dude's hashtag so you can check it out yourself. Sure. Hashtag Baldi's Breakdown. Spelled exactly how you think it is. Uh, but by the remember to follow us on Instagram at Hughes Talking, H U S Talking, spelled exactly like that fucking sounds. But yeah, some of these Green Bay safeties on these, they, they, they were running it on third and long in the playoffs, man. Third and seven, third, third and eight, they're running it and they're getting 30 yard touchdowns. And, and I asked myself, like, how does this happen? Are they just that good at blocking? Is this that guy just that good of a running runner? Is Kyle Shanahan that good of a run schemer? And I think it's a bit of yes to all of them. But checking out these angles that these Packers safeties are taking, you're turning what should be sure. Yeah, you got the first down. You got by the line of defense. But the wor- some of the worst angles I've seen, and like where he runs up and you can just tell by the angle he's taking, oh, this horrible angle is going to turn what probably should be about an 11 or 12-yard run into a touchdown. And... That same guy on Kansas City, that's Tyron Matthew. That's the honey badger. And I think it's going to be a bit more of a problem. But either way, great game with the Niners. Jimmy, J, Jimmy G didn't lose it for them. Made some, made some good throws. 
I got nothing bad to say about him. I just, I bet he's, I bet he's worried. I bet he's worried whether he wants to admit it or not, or whether he even really thinks it, but somewhere in that subconscious of his, I bet he's worried. Like, can I do this? If push comes to shove, I'll get to that more in the truth of the week as far as like so is Andy, really delving into this. So is Andy Reid the kind of coach that I guess he's not like Belichick, but you know, Belichick takes away your A yeah. game plan, right? Yeah. So you're talking about an eight, nine man box yeah. against this Niners uh run well, to the ages. Yeah. And make Jimmy G throw these slants and these passes that he hasn't done really since the Sunday night in Seattle. Was yep. really the last time we saw and, Jimmy G. And I'm not saying he can't make these throws. Like, so if you stack the box, like he proved in that New Orleans game because they did the same sort of thing, uh, and that Seattle game. But yeah, he he could. The guy could make good throws uh, on this, especially on one-on-one coverage. If you're going to try to stop the run, but I'll I'll get into this more in the truth of the week. But I think there's just there's a game scenario that can play out that where I just think the Niners haven't seen before, and so we'll see what happens. Uh. Big fight this weekend. Yeah, big... Uh, Holy shit. Uh, McGregor knocked out Cerrone. I'm sure you heard. If you, unless you were fucking yeah, living de- under a rock or... he lost money, didn't you hear? Yeah, <laughs> maybe you of- were doing wife or girlfriend. Or I know we have some female listeners. Maybe you're doing some... Maybe you got a dumbass boyfriend. You had to Yo, go over to his place. For all our single listeners out there. Or maybe you got a great boyfriend. Who showed you this show? To everybody, each and everybody, all right? A uh, little f- little fight, single tip for all our single listeners out there. Single fight tip? What do you mean? Uh, By the way, follow at Le- uh, Lee Van- our buddy Lee Van Amosdyke. Yeah. Solid UFC fight tips. Yeah. Follow him on Instagram. It's at Lee Bonics. Like Ebonics, but Lee Bonics. Check him out. Uh, one of my best buddies. And the guy's got rock solid UFC picks. Uh, someone who doesn't. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. You're just gonna disrespect all the single. Yeah, sorry, single. There's, there's life picks too, single. right? I'm, I'm I'm out there helping guys trying to nut too, right? Yeah, okay, spit it out. Whatever you're gonna say. <laughs> single listeners, you forego the fight like a big night, like Connor, when you know the world is watching. Yeah, that's the night you go to the bar. About sixty-six percent less dudes at the bar on big UFC nights. All of a sudden. Your odds have tripled at same set watering hole or wherever you decide to go. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I was a big fan of that back in the That's why I never really got into UFC, but as I got older and married and not married. This is a gambling show. Play the odds. Play the uh, odds. Just like every young Ontario buck who chose Western or Fanshawe to go to school, you like the odds. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right. So we got a big Super Bowl coming up. We're gonna we have our propaganda, our third annual propaganda. This is our third Super Bowl that we're covering here on Look Who's Talking. Uh, really proud of that. Really fired up for all you listeners for helping us out and helping us get here. But yeah, so next week will be our propaganda, and we uh, we want you to help us make our props list. So here's what we're gonna do. We want you, Look Who's Talkers, on Instagram to send in the props that you want us, me, Huck, and Weird Michael. Uh, and possibly a guest uh, for this propaganda. Which props do you want us to discuss? Whether it's one you're actually looking at, like you know, a quarterback's attempts, or one of the dumb ones, like fucking Gatorade, Anthem, uh, or something specific that you found that you, you're like, I can't believe this is a prop. I would love you to discuss this, even if it's fucking something stupid. 
Uh, let us know, and we're going to make a list of 10 of all of our Look Who's Talkers props, and we'll ma- do a contest on here. Propaganda. A propaganda. Super a propaganda, bowl. bro. <laughs> it's fun to talk with your hands. I wish, sometimes I wish I was Italian, just so I could talk with my hands a little more. You know? Yeah, you know, you've, uh, for a really non-Italian, you've, you've found yourself into some oh, really my, greasy non-Italian my, hearts. My thumbs you. come up, you know? <laughs> my thumbs come up to my chest, and then they, they come out like a dove, you know? <laughs> All <laughs> right. Days um, on Little Italy will never be forgotten, Hugh. Couple of, uh, couple of random things here. Eli Manning retired. He did. Yeah. Giddy up. Bravo, Eli. Bravo. The loud clapping was weird, Mike, by the way. This is me soft clapping like a nice tap-in putt for par on 18. You've been ripping me for, for the guy who nine years six. for giving golf claps. I golf clap everything, and now you're jumping on it. First you steal my babies. Listen to me. Now you're stealing the golf clap. Listen to me, baby. <laughs> Let me clarify. I didn't make fun of your golf claps. I said, well, if you're going to golf clap, do it like a human being. You golf clap by putting two of your fingers in the middle of your palm like you're calling a pigeon. <laughs> We've established this. I have a larger than usual meat of the palm. Either way, it's 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 leads to big snaps and yes. little claps. <laughs> big okay. snaps and little claps. You know it, baby. Yeah. Huck just shook his head like I've listened to seventy hours. Sounds like a fucking diagnosis you'd get at a London, Ontario clinic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yes, yeah, so Eli retired. Great career. Did it all with the Giants. Uh, will Brady do it the same way? We don't know. A lot of Patriots uh, kind of heartthrobs would love for this to just go down like Elway, whole career in one jersey. Robert Kraft said they're trying to re-sign him. He just moved out of his Connecticut home, or his Massachusetts home. That's a real thing. He did. Yep. I mean, he can always move fucking back. I think, what he, I think he's literally just interested to see what, what the free agency process is like. He's been the number one commodity on the market, and he's never been on the market. You know, he just wants to know what the market's kind of like. Peyton, one of his best buddies, probably made it sound kind of fun. You know, I think the Tennessee Titans offered Peyton a share of the franchise ownership. I read that somewhere. It was a real part of the offer. The guy, the guy who owns the Titans was like 94. He just wanted Peyton. He was a Volunteers fan too. Owners of teams are fucking a little bit crazy. Like the guy who's literally wearing a ginger cereal bowl on his head who owns the new, the brand new, Las Vegas Raiders. Which, by the way, we're going to Vegas next year. We're doing a show from Vegas. Uh, I think the schedule is out. Not the dates, but who everybody's playing. We're fucking going to Vegas. We're going, we're going in October so that we go get into every bar because of Huck's mustache. Or sorry, November. 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 Marijuana, you know, concussions. <laughs> Forget what month it is. Weed's legal in Vegas. Yes, it is. Yes, uh, you it is. You have to be a resident of Las Vegas. Not anymore? When I was yeah, there, I think they've went, opened it right up. Yeah, I was there when it was fresh, yeah. and you have to be a resident. It's uh, funny. Vegas used to be the place where you could find everything else but weed. Weed, you're going to the In-N-Out Burger a mile out of town to meet a guy from Craigslist <laughs> that some bouncer showed you while telling you to get the fuck away from him. Whereas you could order an automatic rifle, 10 hookers, and a tank to your room, and it'd be there in 45 minutes with a pizza. Mm, what kind of pizza? I don't know. <laughs> Meat lovers. It's Vegas. Love me some strange pie, bro. Uh, yeah. 
So before I get into my truth of the week, uh, let's do some picks. You, I got honors from you. I went one and one last week. So yeah. I am. I am 0 for 2 with an asterisk. An asterisk. It, really? I believe so. Asterisk? Alex giving me the nod. Leslie, is it an asterisk? Yeah. Thanks, Les. Uh, Leslie's favorite listener is Skip, and uh, he's on his uh, honeymoon in Costa Rica. So, Pura Vida, listening in a hammock, he said he's going to do in a couple of days when it drops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, sweet. Yeah, let us know if you're listening. I want to know the weirdest place you've ever listened to a Look Who's Talking episode. Get a picture with you with, the, with, the, with sort of the label of our podcast playing on your phone. Headphones in, somewhere awesome. Uh, and we'll we'll get you a prize pack from the Muskoka, Muskoka Craft Brewers. Didn't uh, Ben listen to us in like Machu Picchu or something? Yes, he did. Like, or Cusco? Yeah, ben, yeah, Benny D listened to us in Machu Picchu. Um, our, my, my buddy Al, John Albertson listens to us in Thailand and Sweden because that's where he lives from the, uh, the Zapata team in China. So anyway. I want to see some Northern Lights, Mr. Sweden. His name's Al. I just told you his name's John Albinson. Mr. Sweden. <laughs> I love it. Right? You kind of look like Mr. The Sweden. The tour someday. must be fun sometimes. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm getting into my Scandinavian hey, mode. It's Jackie Jacksonville. My name's Ted. This is my third time on your trip. <laughs> Good Have a great day, Jack. All right. So I'll take honors. I was one on one last week. I'm 56. 46 and 3 for the season. After going to 1 and 1 last week, told you to take the Chiefs. Begged Weird Mike to take the Chiefs and then lost on the Packers because you know what? Aaron Rodgers just doesn't care either. Sure seems like it. Let's go into our you picks. You All right, uh, I'll be trice real name, no gimmicks. Okay. We got one game and one game only, so this is going to be short and sweet. Uh, I'm taking the NFC at plus one and a half in the friggin' Pro Bowl. Well, Weird Mike took the under in the Pro Bowl last year in what he still calls at most barbecues his pick of the year. That's <laughs> <laughs> the pick of the year, right? Under the Pro Bowl. It was never close. Never close. Okay, Mike. <laughs> September, right? <laughs> September. You got anything this week? Anyway, the NFC hasn't won the Pro Bowl since 2013. Now, before you get ahead of yourself, they actually, that's only been three, the last three years of AFC, NFC football. So they lost three in a row as the NFC. And then before that, they had three years where it was Team Michael Irvin versus Team Deion Sanders in what was actually kind of a cool uh, pick em, like recess pick em draft. Uh, anyway, then they went back to the AFC NFC because literally nobody was giving a shit anymore, and it got kind of ludicrous. And I mean, people, there's a line between wanting to get hurt and wanting to have at least some sort of fucking football game, and it got kind of loose. So the last time the NFC won, uh, it was 2013. The coach of the NFC is is Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks coaching staff, and they make winning fun. Especially for a team where, where they can have sort of as much fun as you can with the Pro Bowlers. You also got veteran leadership at quarterback. They don't know how many years they'll have. Like Drew Brees, how many years can he still do this? Plus, he probably wants to be in the Super Bowl next year. Got to think this might be his last one. Uh, Russell Wilson. 
And Kirk Cousins, a quarterback. Now, that's just leadership. Also, Cousins only has one fucking mode. That's why he loses in prime time. He just has football mode. Do you like that? Uh, well, sometimes, Kurt. <laughs> definitely not at night. And definitely not in important games. And the Pro Bowl is neither. And I think he'll probably be the guy just, hey, playing some football in the fourth quarter with some great talent around him. Got Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and Dalvin Cook at running back. He's got Michael Thomas, uh, our boy Kenny Galladay, which we'll talk about in, in a second. Uh, also got, uh, anyway, there's one more great receiver. And I think the NFC, based on pride, why not? And literally, I don't think the AFC is going to care as much. They got uh, Lamar Jackson, they got Deshaun Watson, and they got Ryan Tannehill. And I don't think any of them are really going to, I just feel like it's going to be more of a party for that side. And the NFC might actually try to win because just because they haven't in a while. And that's enough to win this stupid game, which I am really excited about. And the skills competition. Uh, yeah. NFC, baby. You! Weird Mike. I know I already spoiled it. Spoil this, Hugh. Another audible. Weird pick. <laughs> you moved away. I moved away. You know, to be bragging about a bet uh, seven months later uh, made me feel good. Yep. And I'm going to rock that. Uh, I'm going to take the over. The over in the Pro Bowl. I took the under because it was an absurd number. I and think... now it's a very reasonable 49 and a half. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you get a clear sky in Orlando. The 3 p.m. start time means that when Kirk Cousins enters the game at approximately midway through the third quarter, it'll still be daylight. And not prime time, and full steam ahead for uh, a f- early fourth breeze into win. 49 and a half over, weird pick, uh, 14 and 13 on the year, 0 and 2 with an asterisk. Yeah. Uh, you forced the smash, uh, and I will take responsibility, but I will throw an asterisk. Asterisk, there you go. Wow, that's hard to say. You've been saying something your whole life one way. Um, I'll throw whatever they call it your way. So, 0-2 last week. but It's like one of my best. I'm 3-0 in Pro Bowls. Yep. I like the overpick. Man, in 2013, that last game I was talking about, the NFC won. The NFC scored 63 points by themselves. So, I think Lamar Jackson will go off early. I feel like the NFC guys might even fucking let him because they feel bad. Because this was sort of supposed to be his year, and everyone loves him. Who's the coach for the AFC? Uh, ooh, great question. I want to say the Ravens staff, but I don't think that's right. It's, uh, it's the playoff staff that loses. No, I think it's whoever's number one uh, uh, when they announce it. Really? And the Seahawks were the number ones. That's why... Pete Carroll would be. And then unless they're in the Super Bowl, that's the staff. So it's, it's Ravens-Seahawks, I, I guess. Right? Yeah. Wow. Or is it Belichick? Is it Belichick? No, Belichick is at the, uh, the scouting, uh, the Senior Bowl, or whatever the college we'll, uh, we'll process get, We'll get called. Leslie to look. He wore a hat that said eight rings to the Senior Bowl. No, he did. He did. Eight? Six, six rings? Six rings. They, they he only got seven rings, doesn't he? He's at six as a head coach for, for the Patriots. They lost well, he three. was flaunting how many rings he had, however many he has. He had Bel- really? Yeah. Wow. This doesn't sound Belichickian, does it? Uh, so we'll also be giving you lines on the Senior Bowl. Yep. And my favorite 
call uh, I can't say it's my favorite, but I love the East West Shrine. You know what? I'm I'm doing it anyway. Fuck you. I'm doing an audible. I'm not even not an audible. I'm just hitting two balls this hole. Okay? Because I want to add this to my total for the year. I love this. I'm taking the NFC. Yep. Smash. Don't do it. And I'm sprinkling oh, with my own gambling donut. Oh wow. You don't have a sweet tooth, Jeff. The people know that. I know, but I like regular donuts heated up in the microwave. I can have one. Uh, and this is it. Sweaty donuts. And this is it. I'm taking the over with a sprinkle. I like it. I hit NFC, AFC, shootout, D- DFS barely shows up. There you go. Okay, speaking of the Pro Bowlians, the Pro Bowlers. The Pro Bowlers. <laughs> pro Bowlers. Kenny Galladay and Cortland Sutton. Our shows, we're 70 episodes fucking deep, baby. Baby. I've been um, saying a lot of. I've been saying babies. You, you took the babies, and now you're creeping no, into the way hashtags. before you. Way before you. I'm not doing the hashtags. If you could kick me in the gut every time I use a hashtag. I'll tell you, the, my favorite thing happening on this episode is every time we say episode seventy, I get a little head shake out of Huck over there. <laughs> Love the benchmark episodes, baby. Never, when he met you, he never thought he'd spend seventy <laughs> hours from you across a coffee table with no alcohol. <laughs> well, we we actually we, we, we sprinkle in some. We beers. got some booze sometimes. <laughs> But yo, that blue champagne. Huck media is loose like that. And Leslie likes the vino. Um, yeah, check this out. So September 22nd, 2019, we were giving away a props thing on Instagram. And we said, the Lions are a different animal this year, which was good at the start of the season. <laughs> and Kenny Galladay isn't a household name yet, but he will be. Okay, not bad. Pretty good, decent prediction there. And you're right with the Lions... Different. to be a different animal. That yes. animal just wound up being a alley cat. Absolutely. And not a, a th- jungle. Yeah, with, <laughs> with, the, with the broken paw. <laughs> uh, and then how about this one? From even, Bunch of pussies. Even uh, a long, longer ago, 2018, October, uh, so two years ago, this is a props, a props thing. And take Corlin Sutton to get the first TD for plus 2,000. Worth a shot. The Broncos' third receiver. Kid is built like T.O., and you'll know him more next year. Have a beauty game. Brought to you by Look Who's Talking. Both making their Pro Bowl debuts. Yeah. Vonnegum and Vonnegum. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's really how it goes down in Sri Lanka, by the way? Like, are they just well, like, it's been confirmed. When, when they, I know, I, but I do you think... There- to the snake it's pit. It's just such a weird thing to say. Like, like they're, they're at the grocery store, and like they're buying, they're, you know, they're getting, they're, they're getting their their tea and pastries, and it's like, ah, Vonnegum, Vonnegum. Uh, <laughs> they gifted me a Sri Lankan flag patch. My last trip to the snake pit. A flag patch? Yeah, you know, like uh, you sew on like a bag, or they they got you a flag patch. They're like, yeah, you've been playing poker with us long enough that when you travel. We want people to think of you and it wasn't, as part Sri Lankan. And it, it wasn't even like the host. We are, we are kidnapping you into our race of people. What? Kidnap? I'm, nah, I know. It's, it's a nice gesture. I, I took that the wrong way. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> Hashtag Ellesmere Road. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, I've said too much. Probably. Okay. So we're just talking about the Raiders briefly. Uh they are officially the Las Vegas Raiders now. The NFL draft, if you haven't heard this, you know, a lot of stuff going on this week. AB got arrested, by the way. Uh, I thought, I wish, when I heard that, I was like, I wish I could have bet, bet on that. Because if you just look at his behavior, the man, even though he didn't quite get arrested, he, he got his, he's wanted maybe for battery. I'm not trying to slander his name. But let's be honest. If you were going to wager yes or no, 
on will this man be arrested in the next year, calendar year? 2020. 2020. Uh, and, like, the yes is paying plus 150. Are you taking it? Incarceration? No, just arrested. Gotcha. No jail time? No. no. Okay. I, I think he's going to walk the line. Three years. Because that's definitely out of football at this point, probably. Because he could make, like, an XFL run or something. Oh, baby. Either way, that's all I thought when I, when I heard this, because I, I do follow him on Instagram, and the guy's a, a goddamn mess. The guy, take your spaghetti, okay, and throw it into the air in the middle of your kitchen. That's Antonio Brown's mind right now, all right? That. And he doesn't seem to have anything to clean it up with. You better kickstart your truth of the week before I dive into uh, well, XFL week one line. Well, here's the thing, okay? Tom Brady... Free agent. We talked about this before. I think, I think he, he's most likely going back to the Patriots. We mentioned this before. But the Raiders, as we, as we said, Darth Brady, it's the only thing that actually makes sense. And we, we were watching the UFC fight this weekend. And guess who was there? Tom Brady. Guess who was also there? Mark Davis, owner of the Raiders. Just a little weird like, look they were giving each other. Like, like he's already offered him 2% of the goddamn franchise. I don't think um, and Mark Davis can hold that in, though. I just don't. I think when you're super successful and super rich, you want to be excited. And b- becoming the, f- the, the new franchise quarterback for the, the Las Vegas Raiders, the biggest show in American sports, probably, if Tom goes there. If it's not, it's still pretty awesome. But if Tom goes there for the next two, three years, you're the biggest show. And they're going to do it up big. Look what they did with the Golden Knights. They've made every game this, almost this Cirque du Soleil-like atmosphere. Right. They're getting, like, house-level, top-notch DJs. So there's, there's being a megastar in Boston, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Or there's being a megastar in Las Vegas. And not, like, not just on your own, like some hotels try to pump, pump you up. The entire city. The entire industry that is Las Vegas is going to get behind you as their new god. And I think that's exciting. And I think he's thinking, hey, that does sound kind of fucking exciting. So look for that. I don't see any other team besides the Patriots or Raiders making any sense. The guy's 42. What are you doing? And if he thinks he can still actually compete for a Super Bowl, which you might be able to. Raiders got a few pieces there. They're not. uh... Yeah, he's not dealing with some idiot as a coach. He's got Gruden. So he'll know beforehand if they're on the same page, you know? They might see football the same way. They might not. I think they do. Um, the real man crush going on there. You, 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 you teased it about what they're doing at the draft. Yes. But you didn't tell them. I'm going to tell them because... Tell them. Uh, you were belly out there yeah. seven years ago. They are hosting the NFL draft in the middle of the Bellagio Fountain. Yes. Stage in the middle. Tried to get a flyboard show there. With a little bit of like an audience pit, like you would see at a Grammy or yep. an MTV. They're going to close off the streets too for yep. everything in and front the of the draft there. picks will be boated in to the stage. Yep. A la WrestleMania 3. Yep. When the ring was so far from the dressing room that they could come in on these little mini. Fl- Floats, yeah. I guess if you, yeah, yeah. they're gonna come in on these badass boats, dock the boat. Goodell shakes their hand, and there is the fucking Bellagio. Yeah, Uh, we did the Harlem Shake. This is what I mean. This is what they're doing for the draft. Yeah, if they get Tom Brady, like 
I, I just, I feel like it's unprecedented. That's the thing. There's no ceiling on how big this could get, and I think that excites Tom. If you go be the quarterback of any other team, even, even including, like, the Cowboys, you kind of know what it's going to be like. There's been that already. Aikman was really good for the Cowboys, you know? Who, I just, the Raiders, the only thing with kind of that, it's ceilingless maybe as far as how big it could be and how big of a star it could already make him and how fun it could be. So we'll see. Yeah, to infinity and beyond. Exactly. Literally. Exactly. Who knows? Darth Brady. The Las Vegas Raiders playing at the Death Star with the former fan favorite turned heel. That's dope. Tom Brady with Raider Eye Black. I think it felt like he's always wanted to be the bad guy. I want uh, a little draft nugget there. You got me jacked up. You know, all year I've been talking about Allen drafting a bestie for the Bills, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm beyond that. They got to draft multiple. They got to draft a squad of friends and let him pick the one. You can't just say, hey, this is we're getting this guy. He's going to be your bestie. Yeah. I want, you know, the first rounder and a couple of late rounders on somebody that they think would be that connection with, jo- with uh, Josh. So I'm beyond, like, it's beyond just getting one guy. Like, they got to, almost like an audition to be this guy's bestie and security blanket for the next half decade minimum. Because they'll probably pay him, right? Yep. Probably going to pay Allen? Yeah, yeah. And the rookie contract? Well, you, you, you absolutely pay Allen. Sure. Absolutely. So you have that, and I don't know. That's what I'm thinking now. You got me all... I, oh, I can't wait for that draft. Should we fucking go to the draft? Should we, like, how accredited do we have to be as a podcast to get some media passes and fucking go ask these kids some questions, you know? Well, maybe if I regain some Insta access, I pull a few strings, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the avenue to take. Uh, um, anyway. think they're going to do the whole I'm draft on look the into boat? this. The whole draft we on the boat? we got three months. Late April. Two Perf- months. Perfect time to go to Vegas, too. Exactly. Great temperature, not too hot, it's not too cold. Vegas. Let's go to fucking Vegas. Okay. We're going to look into this, folks. If anyone wants to come, official look who's talking trip, possibly, to the NFL draft. Let's go smoke some cigars with Joe Burrow, try to orchestrate a trade for him to, uh, to Miami. <laughs> Coach wants him. Okay. Uh, Super Bowl's coming up, and I know you're going to hear a million takes, but here's mine. Truth of the week. <laughs> Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks. Is that only one team in this Super Bowl can come back, can come from behind? What happens when the 49ers are down? That's my question. 49ers have shown if they get, you know, if they get the lead, they can step on the gas. Chiefs can win that way too. No problem. Chiefs have also shown now two weeks in a row. They get behind a bit on those first few drives. No problem. No panic. We have probably who who might go down as a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, it looks like. Barring significant injury, this guy has all the talent. He's got the right coach. He's got the tools. And he's really, really, really good at football. This guy will go down as a Hall of Famer. You can come back from behind. But what happens... To the 49ers. They win the toss, okay? Elect to defer, as seems to be the popular choice, which Weird Mike fucking hates, like running out of milk when you pour a whole bowl of cereal. Also hate that very much. No matter who, whenever he has a team, he always seems to think 
that they should always uh, receive the ball first, like 1991 football. Either way, so let's say the 49ers defer, okay? Likely scenario. Kansas City gets the ball first. Sure. You know, 49ers look good. They got a good defense. But Andy Reid has seen a fearsome front four before. He's been doing this a long, farvin' time. He's faced Ray Lewis's Ravens. He's faced, good God, man, he, he faced Javon Curse and the old Titans. This guy's been in the fucking league a long time. He had Reggie White on his team on the Packers. So I know Nick Bose is good, but he's a rookie. These other guys are playing great, but they ain't Hall of Famers. Andy Reid has been protecting his quarterbacks against Hall of Fame front four talent for a long time. So let's just say that the Chiefs, who also put together a great first 15 plays that are scripted, score on this first drive, even though it was tough. Well earned. A couple of tough catches by Kelsey. So they score up 7-0. And then, you know, 49ers get the ball. They run. They look good. They run. They look good. They run. They look good. And then they get stuffed and maybe miss that 48-yard field goal. No problem. Defense comes back on the field. Boom, first play. Nicole Hardman, because Tyreek Hill's double covered. Sherman can't cover Tyreek because he's too fast for him. So Sherman's on Sammy Watkins, just shutting him down one-on-one. Or maybe he's taking Kelsey if he's out wide. But either way, you got Nicole Hardman and this Robinson kid one-on-one, burners, and they, they get one. Because let me tell you, they're going to get a couple. And now it's 14-0, and you were planning to throw Maybe 10 times for the game? Well, shit. As Mike Tyson says, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And only one fighter in this fight has shown me, and even really shown themselves, that they can get up when they get fucking knocked out or knocked down. The Niners have been in great back-and-forth battles against Seattle this year, a couple times against Arizona, and a great game against New Orleans, but they were really never down by more than eight. So there's a lot of different game scenarios that can take place during this football game. And I think the Niners only win if there's one of these like eight scenarios. And that's if they get the lead and, and, and keep it. Or if the game stays close the whole game. I, if the Chiefs happen to get the lead first or, or gain an, a lead like they did against the Titans, like they did against the Texans, I don't see Jimmy G and company being able to get back with the game that they want to play once they're down 10, 11, knowing that they probably won't be able to stop the Chiefs totally either. They'll have success, a good defense. But uh, I feel like, like the Titans, the Niners, whether they like to admit it or not, are kind of happy to be there. And whereas the Chiefs are right where they fucking expected to be. Absolutely. They lost because of D Ford's offside, and then the, they lost the coin flip. In their mind, they were the better team. They should have been here. They were the number one ranked team. The, the game was in Kansas City, and they lost the Patriots in overtime. They, they are exactly where they're expecting to be. They're fired up, so are their fans, but they're not that happy to be here at all. And I feel like it's a... It's, what I like to, to go with with some of these takes and, and bets, folks, this is why I've done well for the last 20 years of football picking is because these are real humans behind these helmets and there's real effects just like they would hit me or you that hit them. And if you did not expect to be anywhere close to the Super Bowl, but you would have been pumped to make the playoffs being in the Super Bowl, 
you're going to be pumped to be there. Those distractions are going to hit you a little harder because you're so pumped to see them because you didn't expect to be there. If you had a, an opportunity that you had no idea was coming that suddenly hit you in the face over the holidays and now you're on some six-month contract in China like I was, let me tell you, we were fucking happy to be there. Whereas if I had known for two years, prepping every day, waiting to fly over to Beijing, uh, I mean, I'd be pumped to be there, but fuck me, it was a long time coming. Goddamn right, and I got work to do. I think, this, the, I think the, the shock and awe of this season, the Niners have got to be surprising themselves. Yeah, Jimmy G can look good in practice, but are you kidding me? Super Bowl, number one ranked team? Yeah, you didn't expect this. So I think you're happy to be there. If you lose, you'll be happy to be, think you'll be back next year. The Rams thought that too. It's the NFC and it's the fucking Super Bowl. Try to find a repeat offender. It doesn't happen. So I think there were, like, like the Rams last year, coming in, hottest team in the league. Everybody loved the Rams last year. Kid genius. Jared Goff, the golden boy, who got fissured. And this Pro Bowl defense. Yeah. How you look this year? Feel like that could be the Niners. Anyway, Shanahan also a little redemption after the 28-3 thing. He's back in the game. Also, as soon as you make the Super Bowl, uh, you, 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 you can write your own check for the next few years as the coach. You won't get fired. Look at Dan Quinn, head coach of the Falcons. He made the Super Bowl. He lost. That, that gained him this extra couple years when he should have been fired. Shanahan's happy to be there. That whole team's happy to be there. The Chiefs are going to win one for Big Red. And they can win it in seven different ways. I think the Niners can only win one. So odds are with me. Just like going out to the bars on a big fight night. Absolutely. Go with the odds, boy, kids. Go with the odds. That's my uh, truth of the week, folks. Yeah. I like, um, <clears throat> I like the whole San Fran's happy to be there. They, they really only beat the NFC North. Yeah. <laughs> Packers and... Vikings at home, both on, you know, short, tough weeks, and neither of those teams were world beaters. No. So we're going back to that Sunday night in Seattle. That that was five weeks ago by the time the Super Bowl kicks off. So you kind of tilted your hand. I want, I'm interested to hear a score that you'll give to us next week. Yep. Dish out a, an exact score. Uh, Jimmy G, they are going to put it on him, and... Nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's the thing. And that's the thing. Whereas Mahomes looking in the mirror right now like, I can do this. Secure the bag, Jimmy G's Patty. looking in the mirror. First of all, he's like, yeah. <laughs> and, se and second of all, he's like, I think I could do this. You know? Like, I've been, I've been looking pretty good at practice. I've completed a 12 passes to get to the Super Bowl. Five weeks. He's Trent Dilfering himself to the Super Bowl, and, and his defense isn't the 2,000 Ravens, and they're not playing the 2,000 Gi Giants with Kerry Collins. This is the Kansas City Chiefs, and Andy Reid has seen really strong defenses like this before, and he has more weapons than ever before to beat them, and two weeks to prepare. One Andy Reid on a bye week, baby. One of those strong defenses he beat were uh, Warren Sapp and the Bucks. Yep. When they had a couple of wars yeah, back that's right. Day. Also, also legendary so, front four out of that. Yeah, there you go. That's the legendary front four Simeon I missed. Rice. Yeah, Simeon Rice. Up. Derek Brooks at linebacker. Yeah. R.I.P. Also, it's not Andy Reid sort of Andy Reid's defense, right? He's the offensive guy. This is Spagnolo. 
who's got to go against Jimmy Garoppolo to shut him down. So the guy got- shut down Tom Brady in his prime in the biggest game of his life. You got... Shut him down. Stevie Spag. 14 points. Versus Jimmy G. A couple of greasy wops. There you go. Going to decide the fate of Super Bowl 54. I'm glad you said that because I feel like that's okay. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's that type of thing. Greasy wop. Is that okay? Yeah. I also don't think we're supposed to be talking about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yo, didn't that all start at the casino? There was there, there were in a grocery in, in KC? I don't and nobody know. knew that's where they were running Vegas? I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. Sure. Yo, um... The sporting world is still rocked by the baseball shit, yo. Dude. This is we wrap up here. Yeah. They're cheating in baseball with, with everything, with everything they can. All this just goes to show me it's really been no holds barred. Everybody knows. No one wants to admit it. The managers don't even like it. A.J. Hinch apparently, you know, kicked, like, just literally kicked the TVs in a couple times, smashed them. But at the same time, he knew that's why the hitters were doing good. So he hated it. But he didn't shut it down. Sounds like the most passive coach I've ever heard. Sounds like you're a big pussy. I really like that the city of L.A. <laughs> is forcing the hand of Major League Baseball. The city of L.A. has a class action suit against Major League Baseball yeah. for lost revenue from back-to-back World Series from cheating Boston oh, man. and Houston. It's bullshit. And it's gaining some steam. Uh, if it does nothing else, it will... Continue to force the hand of Major League Baseball. Yeah. Uh, everybody was taking steroids. Everybody kept watching. Yep. Uh, everybody's stealing signs. Yep. Everybody's watching. They actually had a great postseason run with huge numbers. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's in one ear and out the other. You know, what, you know what, one thing I could care less about? Denials. Or issue, statements issued through lawyer, publicist, slash agent. I don't believe you. Folks, when you, when you go for stuff like this, common sense usually comes through. Your human instincts are usually right. When Barry Bond's head was twice the size that it was when he was 41 from when he was 31, his head was twice the size. And it's like, yeah, I, I think he's on HGH. And they're like, now he denied it. Yeah, that's because that's what you do when you're lying and cheating. You deny it. So, yeah, he ended up being on HGH, the cream from Balco. Uh, it came out that he tested positive for it multiple times, never through MLB testing. He was on steroids. Anyway, when Altuve is running around third base, he's just hit the biggest home run of his fucking life. Your mind, your human mind, we've talked about this. Everybody, they're all just guys, okay? They're just like me or you. They're everybody. You've just hit the biggest home run of your life to beat the Yankees in the ALCS and go to the World Series. And all you're thinking as you round third base is, hey, guys, don't rip my jersey off. Yeah, you're hiding something under your jersey. That's the only reason your mind would ever think to fucking do that. It's insane. It's psycho. And then he goes and changes in the dugout. And then they ask him about it. The, the, the reporter asked him, hey, why don't you want your, your teammates to rip your jersey off? Because, you know, it was suspicious. He made it seem like a nice question. And Altuve, he said, uh, uh, what was that? Because liars, this has been studied, always ask again, like when they're being interrogated or anything, because they want to give their mind a chance to really make an answer because they weren't ready for it. So they ask, oh, well, what did you say? And I know English isn't his first language, but whatever. Guys, I'm telling you. 
And he heard the, the question loud and clear. And then he said, oh, it was my wife. She gets embarrassed. As if that's what you were thinking about. You just hit a walk-off home run to go to the World Series, bro. Don't lie to me. Okay? Cheaters and how they prosper. Yeah. They, they have to respond with some sort. Or else people are just going to keep doing it. They'll find different ways. Nobody got punished in the steroid era. Nobody's banners were taken down because it was a little more. It should. It was more uh, player as opposed to organizational. Uh, I, I'm rooting for the Dodgers to win those lawsuits. Whatever, man. You can't be... And to restore the sanity it's of Clayton stop somewhere. Kershaw. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw. This guy's career and reputation was ruined by some stealing signs yep. in maybe the worst inning ever. Of his career. Of his career. Uh, you look down the line at the people that are affected and the ripple effects yeah the ripple effects are are too much to ignore so we i read it we we read a great article earlier today i forget where it is i'll try to post it uh, on our social media and it was talking about the ripple effects of this kurt clayton kershaw was on his way to world series mvp in game two in the 2017 world series he pitched against the fucking uh astros in la and he went he, they won three nothing Seven innings, scoreless ball, uh, 11 strikeouts. How you, how you fucking doing? How's your barn? Game five. Series, you know, kind of deciding game almost. He gets rocked for six runs in Houston. Come on. All, when you line up all these guys' splits, it's ridiculous with their home and away. Now, here's the thing. The article asked this question. It was my favorite part of the article. I was... Uh, Houston better hit next year. Because first, they're all going to come down. All these sanctions are going to come down. They're going to be eyed down so much. So they won't be able to steal any signs. They won't even be able to do some of the old school, non-electronic sign stealing. So they'll be just naturally worse than they were last year. Throw in the added pressure. Throw in just the whole fucking baseball world kind of hating you. Throw in the expected, the, the knowledge that if you don't hit at your last year's average, that you will be sort of, that will be seen almost as evidence, even though it's not, that you... No, it's evidence, that you, that you were cheating and you were actually not that good of a baseball player. So, I mean, Altuve, your Hall of Fame gets into question now, like all this stuff. I think the Houston, the, the, the Astros not hitting well will be very interesting next year uh, for a lot of stuff. A lot of teams are doing this. I'm sure they're not and, the only and one. They're, and because they won. So now... Jack McDowell said that the, the 80s White Sox were doing it with La Russa with an extra light that would light up near a Gatorade sign in center field. And there's some guy watching a live monitor of the catcher. So, so it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, I get... It doesn't know. mean that it should be allowed, though. I'm like, I'm glad it's fucking out. So you're going to wind up having like this totally adverse effect on numbers going down. It's like the year, the two or three years after the steroid scandal, numbers plummeted because nobody was hitting home runs. And it was the uh, pitching era. Right. And they built a whole bunch of new ballparks based on pitching eras and dimensions, right? Like it was a whole movement. Right. And now this stealing sign has brought some of those numbers back up. Everybody was either home run or strikeout, right? That was the whole... And now you're going to have this whole generation... In this season, they're going to be void of cheating, worried that they're going to get caught. The pitching numbers are going to go through the roof. Whatever. It's, it's a nasty baseball, byproduct. Make baseball great again. 
Maga. Okay. Maba. 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 Wow. <laughs> just, I'm a little too much in that campaign trail. You know? All right, all right, all right. Hashtag don't impeach. Anyway, uh, to our listener down in Houston, my, my flyboard buddy, Sean Shaver, uh, the Shamu. He's a big Astros fan. So sorry to you, brother. But we got to clean up baseball, and it seems to start in Houston. So let's clean it up, and maybe they can still do it, but maybe they can't. And I think the pressure will get to them. But it's, 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 it's just capitalism, man. you got to stop these cheaters. It's ridiculous. It's like, you know, these, these bars you're going to with your single look who's talkers uh, on fight night, yeah. okay? You know, there's always, you're always trying to, like, read a girl's mind, right? Like, let's find out what she wants. Well, imagine somebody actually put something, like a microchip, on their, in the, on their hat and could actually read their mind. Okay, this is making it not fair. Once you add in electronic fucking devices to actually get all the signs, you're taking what's supposed to be a fun little cheat of baseball, of stealing signs, and making it fucking ridiculous. Like cyber terrorism. Okay, stop it. Stop it. Make baseball great again. Okay. Uh, just before we wrap it up here, what uh, just early prop before our propaganda? Little teaser prop. Do you have anything that you already like? Already a week too early. Yeah, I'm gonna take the long touchdown because it's the Super Bowl, the big stage, big plays all over the field, uh, a lot of speed. Yep, uh, doesn't take much, uh, and a lot of the times on an out they grow this grass. Uh, special for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And they truck it in and they piece it together. And they take care of it. But a lot of those tracks that are never played on are slick. So you get one busted DB slip. You get one busted screen pass on a, on a linebacker slip. Long touchdown on a slick track. I like it. Not a sloppy track. Slick. Uh, I like Patrick Mahomes rushing yards. How about that? Uh, the San Francisco 49ers have struggled against... Literally one thing all year, and that is a mobile quarterback. And Mahomes is mobile enough to get out of there, especially if they're trying to double cover Kelsey and Hill and still cover all these receivers. Uh, I think Mahomes will be a little more sure than he normally is. And what's more sure than running for that first down? So you're going to see a little more Lamar Jackson in, our, in Patrick Mahomes on the Super Bowl just to make sure. And there we have it. Uh, who... And another thing that's way too early, just one quickly. Don't Who is your it. Super Bowl Don't do it, Hugh. next year? Oh. I heard this on, on Lock It In, and I fucking loved it, <laughs> so I wanted us to do it. Super Bowl next year? Super Bowl next year. No gun to your head. No gun to my head. Just to, to, to win a to win million dollars, if you could pick it right now, and you're trying to pick something that no one else picks. Uh, but nothing too stupid. Vegas, New Orleans. Taking my Vegas pick. Oh, is that right? You're taking my babies. All right. Oh, you're doing that? I'm taking Tom Brady's Las Vegas Raiders against Kyler Murray and the air raid offense. Oh, my God. How? There's definitely no gun to that head. Speaking of babies, <laughs> uh, if you watch the latest Gridiron Heights, <laughs> yeah, got, we'll post that. They, we got, got some good... they got Cliff Kingsbury, the coach of the Arizona Cardinals, as the Cliff DeLorean, like the Mandalorian from Star Wars. And he's, being, he's gifted a baby Kyler Murray. And it's pretty funny. Watch it. We'll post it. We keep reposting stuff. Huck, Daddy, and shut the Huck up. Who's your Super Bowl next year? Titan Saints. Yeah, you would. One last Titan, Barb. a boy, Huck. 
Been As we season. remember the Titans for the last time in the Shea Henry. Uh, giddy up, folks. Our propaganda next week. Thanks for listening. Episode 71 coming at you. Same bat time, same bat channel. Woo!